what really matters is your ability to let go and release and just speak as you and speaking perfectly and getting every little syllable and word and sentence right isn't as important as you might think it is. Finding ways to just be yourself through that experience is the best. It is so much better than getting stuck in the endless, infinite trap of perfectionism, which is literally the worst. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. It is so good to have you listening. If you are new to the show, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you found it. I'm Jessica. I also go by Jess. I am the host of this podcast. I am a career coach for women in the nine to five space. I help women build confidence. I help them find their voice. I help them become powerful leaders. And I do this work and I started this podcast because I had my own career in the corporate world. I had a very successful career. I did corporate strategy. I climbed up the corporate ladder. I was able to do and accomplish a lot of really rewarding and cool things. But I went on a long and winding and difficult journey to get to a point in my career where I was accomplishing the things that I wanted to accomplish and more importantly, where I felt confident in my voice and I was able to have a strong presence in meetings and I stopped feeling so small and scared and terrorized by being in these rooms and being in a professional environment. And I started this show because I wanted to help and support other women who were also on that journey. And eventually this show became my full-time career. And I am now a coach for women and a full-time podcaster. And I am so lucky to get to do that and be those things. And today I'm talking about a fear that comes up so often with my clients. It is probably something that you have experienced if you are working on speaking up and if you don't fully feel confident in meetings. And I am so excited to talk about this with you because hopefully in me sharing some of my perspectives, it will ease some of your fears and anxieties because this topic of like fumbling, having a little fumble here and there, even though it sounds like this little thing or it can sound like a little thing on the surface, it actually can be a major source of fear and anxiety. I know for so many of you, there's this fear when you speak in a meeting of like what's going to come out, right? Like it's like you don't know what's going to come out, which is what happens when we're speaking in a dynamic conversation, right? When our speech is unplanned, you don't know what's going to come out. And so when you're thinking about joining in the conversation or you're trying to have a voice, there's this fear of like, what if something not good comes out? What if you say something quote unquote stupid? Or what if you fumble your words or get tongue tied? And what's so interesting about this is, in my opinion, I don't think fumbling your words is a big problem. And I'm going to share more about that, right? So we're going to go deeper into that. 
I think the bigger problem is the anticipatory anxiety of that potentially happening and how that anticipatory anxiety keeps you in a state of tension and makes it really hard for you to relax and really hard for you to access a sense of inner stability and confidence so that you can participate in the meeting. And as you're going to hear me talk more about in this episode, I think it is much better to be someone who fumbles a lot but never worries about it or spends so much energy like thinking about it or dwelling on it versus to be someone who never fumbles but is hyper controlling and very anxious and worried about it. Like if you could, if I had to choose between being a relaxed fumbler or a very uptight worried person who tried to control my speech and never fumble, I would rather be a relaxed fumbler. And the reason that I'm sharing this with you, and again, we'll go more into this as the episode unfolds, is that what really matters is your ability to let go and release and just speak as you and speaking perfectly and getting every little syllable and word and sentence right isn't as important as you might think it is. I think sometimes the idea of getting every little word and sentence right and not fumbling is a way that we cope with the fear and the anxiety, right? The fear and anxiety of speaking up and sharing our voice, it can feel really big. And I think something that gives us a false sense of security is, well, if I just get it perfect, then I won't feel so much fear and anxiety. I think that's an error in thinking. I think that that actually makes the fear and anxiety bigger because it adds a lot of pressure. And for me, in the work that I do and in my own evolution and in the philosophies behind my work, the solution is not to grasp tighter onto control and perfection, but actually the solution is to loosen your grip and let go a little bit and make peace with those imperfections and those little bumps that you encounter when you are speaking up. So that's what I'm going to be getting into today. And The topic of fumbling is a topic that I have an unusual, like an unusually deep amount of experience in because not only did I spend a lot of time in the corporate world and meetings and dealing with my own historical fears of fumbling and sounding weird and like saying things that didn't make sense. But as a podcaster, I've recorded hours and hours of my own speech. And so I have become intimately familiar with what helps me have a smooth voice and what helps me be relaxed and speak to you effectively and connect with you. I also have an unusual deep well of experience on fumbling because I've studied improv and I've studied a lot of theater forms where uh, everything's made up on the spot. There's no script. Nothing is planned. And with something like that, you really have to release control (laughs) and surrender because there's no other way. So my experience in the corporate world and my experience as a podcaster and my experience as an improv performer have given me this really unique experience with fumbling. And I got to a point where I am fearless about fumbling. I am fearless about it. If it happens, it happens. I I don't, it doesn't give me anxiety anymore. And the funny thing is I do it the least that I've ever done it because I've gotten to that point. So I want to share with you what I learned 
through all of those experiences so that you can begin to apply it yourself if you find yourself having this fear of speaking because you're scared that something weird is going to come out of your mouth when you do decide to speak up. So the first thing that I'm going to share with you on this is when it comes to fumbling, and this is true of any sort of imperfection or flaw or weird thing about how you speak, when it comes to fumbling, focus on recovery, not avoidance. So rather than focusing on avoiding fumbling, focus your attention and energy on getting really good at recovering from the fumble. This is the same exact advice, and I'll probably do a full episode on stage fright, but this is the same exact advice I would give to someone about stage fright. Rather than focusing on avoiding the physical experience of having an activated nervous system and feeling really scared speaking in front of people, rather than focusing on avoiding that feeling, focus on the recovery from that feeling. Focus on what you do after the onset of that feeling. The reason that I advise this for both stage fright and for fumbling is because we can't control everything our body does. You can be the best communicator, the most talented speaker, and you're still going to fumble. I have recorded, I'm almost at 200 podcast episodes. I've done a lot of talking and I still fumble my words no matter how clear I am on the concepts and no matter how confident I feel, It just happens. Human speech isn't meant to come out perfectly every single time. And when you focus on avoidance, a lot of things are being lost versus when you focus on recovery. The first thing that's being lost when you focus on avoidance is you're losing the opportunity to build confidence. I think some people think that, well, if I avoid fumbling and I speak perfectly, I'm building confidence because... I'm speaking really well, and that makes me really confident. But confidence is not does not mean doing things perfect all the time. Confidence means being willing to jump in and take action no matter what, even if it's scary. It means being willing to go, being willing to put yourself out there. So confidence doesn't come from trying to avoid saying something in a fumbly or an imperfect way. It comes from being willing to surrender and enter into the conversation, knowing that you can't fully predict how your speech is going to come out. That is what builds confidence. And I really want you to think about this. If you avoid fumbles or whatever it is you might avoid, it could be avoiding fumbling. It could be avoiding having your voice shake. It could be just avoiding any kind of like imperfection. You could spend your entire career avoiding that. And you could get really good at it. You could maybe find ways to always just speak more perfectly, but you would never build confidence. You would be living in terror and fear of these imperfections. That is the exact opposite definition of confidence versus when you make peace with these imperfections and you make peace with these things. That's when you actually build confidence because you believe in yourself enough. You have enough intimacy, love, and trust in your relationship with yourself that you do not require yourself to quote unquote perform perfectly in order to feel solid and worthy and strong. And the ironic thing is 
the more open you are to those imperfections and to those moments where something sounds a little bit awkward and like a little bit off, the more relaxed you are because you're not trying to control what happens. You're open. You know you can handle it. But then the more relaxed you are, the less it happens. So it's a little bit of a paradox and a little bit of a counterintuitive thing. But when you stop trying so hard to sound perfect when you speak, that is when the quality of your communication improves. And that is when your speech becomes smoother and more elegant. So that's a really interesting thing that I wanted to point out to you. And I really, you know, I know, I know that like it can feel so vulnerable and so exposing and so scary when someone watches you fumble or someone watches your voice shake. So I don't want to, I don't want to diminish how hard that experience is, but I do want to let you know that your power and your confidence isn't going to come from avoiding those things. It's going to come from getting better at recovering from those things. That has been my experience. And for me, I don't want to build a confidence that depends on me being perfect and depends on me being in such control of how I am. I want to build a confidence that can sustain whether I have a weird day or I say a weird thing or I have a shaky moment or I say something awkward. I want to be able to bounce back from that. I want to be able to still speak up powerfully. I want to be able to still love and support myself. I want to be able to still feel strong even when those things happen. And I would rather have some of those things happen and develop that muscle of being able to come back from everything and like being a total badass then become this perfectionist shell of a person who can't really navigate or really has troubles navigating a slip up or a flaw or something hard or something embarrassing. Now, I'm not saying that this isn't difficult, right? It requires an enormous amount of emotional resilience to say, I'm going to open myself up to um, showing people myself. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to open myself up to people's thoughts and judgments about me. That is a really courageous thing to do, and it's really hard, and it requires grappling with a lot of difficult emotions if you do fumble, and then you have to kind of experience the aftermath of that. But that is ultimately where your confidence and where your strongest leadership skills are going to come from. So that's the first thing that I wanted to share, which is don't focus on avoidance with fumbles, focus on recovery. So I want to talk to you a little bit about recovery, and that's what I'm focusing on in this episode because I like literally (laughs) I don't want to give you advice of how to not fumble because I think that's advice that will lead you in the wrong direction. I want to give you advice on how to recover when you fumble because that's where all your power is. Your power is in the recovery. So to explain to you how to recover and how recovery works, I'm going to go back to one of my favorite communication analogies. This is an analogy that I've used in a past episode. It's also an analogy that I have used in my free video course, Speak Like a CEO. That is my three-part course on executive presence, which I will put in the show notes in case you want to get it. It is free and it will teach you the foundational skills of executive presence. I talk about this analogy in that course too. But I want to use the analogy of the train on the train tracks. So the way that I think about really good, powerful, solid communication is when a train is riding a track and it has a very smooth track. And so the passengers have a very smooth ride on the train. And I think of the passengers as your audience. So when your communication is really smooth, your audience has a wonderful train ride, right? 
And the way that I think about it is when we have these little challenges or obstacles or disruptions in our communication, then the train tracks are a little bit rusty and a little bit old and a little bit bumpy. And so the train is still going down the tracks, but it's not as smooth for the passengers. And there's like a little bit of like shaking and bumpiness and up and down in the train tracks. So it's not like the passengers are being tortured, but they're not going to like get off the train and be like, oh, that was like the smoothest ride ever. That was so amazing. That's not going to be part of their experience. And so I think of communicating super smoothly and super effectively as just having that smooth train track. Now, the way that I think of a fumble, and this also applies again to any sort of like mess up or mistake that you make while you're speaking, whether it's a fumble, whether you say the wrong number when you're talking about something, maybe you're presenting data, you get it wrong, whether your voice has a shake, right, whatever it is. But we're talking specifically now about fumbles. I think about that fumble as like there's a flaw in the train track. So maybe there's like a rock that got thrown on the train track or maybe the train track is broken and there's a place on the train track like where it's not connected or maybe with the train track there's like a section where the side of the track like the bar that runs along the side is not like smooth and like part of it is like kinked or like pointing outwards and so the train is almost going to like get off the track so there's like a rock or some sort of disruption on the train track And the way that I think about the fumble is like the train is going, 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 and you're talking and it's smooth. And then the train hits the rock or it hits the little defect and it experiences a bump, right? It experiences like a, it it loses stability. So it might like sway from side to side. It might like jump up a little bit off the track. That's how I think about the fumble. Now, I want you to imagine that you're the train conductor because you are the conductor of your own speech and your own voice and your own energy, right? So truly, if a train ride represents communication, you really are the conductor of that train. Now, I want you to imagine, this is not what I suggest you should do. This is what I suggest you shouldn't do. So I just want to clarify that. But I want you to imagine that as a train conductor, you are terrified of those bumps. You are so afraid of rocks on the train track or like a kink on the train track. And every time you're about to start the train ride, you're like, oh my God, I hope there's not a rock. I'm so freaked out. Like, what if we encounter a rock? And like, what if the train shakes? And you are really worked up and worried about it. And you start the train ride and everything's going fine. And then all of a sudden, you start to see in the distance, there's a rock. And often when you're fumbling, you see it coming in the distance, right? Like often when you make a mistake or a slip up, it doesn't come out of nowhere. You notice you're getting nervous. You notice you're losing your footing, right? So there is sometimes this onset of like, oh gosh, like I'm losing my grip, right? Like I'm losing it. I'm not going to speak perfectly. I'm going to fumble. So I want you to imagine that as the conductor of the train, you see a rock coming up and it's pretty close in the distance. The train is moving really fast. And because you're so wigged out and you're so spooked, you start freaking out and you're like, oh my God, there's a rock coming up. The train's going to shake. The passengers are going to hate me. This is going to be so bad. 
And so what do you do? You start being like, oh, shit, I need to do something. I need to avoid this. And in your panic, you decide, I better slam the brakes because we can't go over this rock, right? Just like if you're avoiding fumbles, you're going to want to run and hide, right, when the fumble happens. You're going you're gonna to think that it's game over, right? You fumbled. You messed up. You did the thing. So I want you to imagine that you, as the conductor of the train, sees the rock coming, you're panicking, you start hitting the brakes, you get closer to the rock, you slam the brakes, and the train is still moving because it takes time for the train to slow down. But as it hits the rock, you're also slamming the brakes. And because the train is slowing down and braking as it hits the rock, the entire train topples over, right? Because it wasn't going fast enough and it didn't have the momentum to just bump over the rock and keep going because you hit the brakes. So that caused the rock to have a bigger impact on the train because not only was it going over the rock, but it was also experiencing that slowdown. And you know, when you press the brakes and then you kind of fall back in your car, the same thing happens with the train. You're slamming the brakes, but then it's hitting the rock at the same time and it completely falls off the track. And the passengers are like, what just happened? So the equivalent of that in a meeting is you are speaking and everything's fine. And then all of a sudden things start to feel a little wobbly and you fumble. And what happens when you fumble is there's a voice in your head that says, I can't believe you did that. You sound so stupid. You are embarrassing yourself. You need to get out of this meeting as soon as possible. And when that voice comes into your head, what happens is instead of you continuing to speak powerfully and regaining control and getting your confidence back, you begin shrinking, you begin cutting yourself short. Maybe you don't finish everything you were planning to say because you start to freak out internally and you're like, oh my gosh, I just need to end this. So you don't say what you were you were even intending to say. You just stop short and maybe your voice gets quieter. Maybe you toss it to someone else in the room, even though you had more to share. You You get off of the path, right? So just like the train gets off the track, you get off your track of what you were planning to share. Now, that's what you shouldn't do. Here's what you should do. Here's what I've learned as an improv performer, as a podcaster, and as someone who used to be really scared to be in a meeting with higher-ups and to be speaking with them. When you are on a train and you are getting towards that rock and you see the rock coming, you want to keep going as if it's not even there. And then after the train hits the rock, your only job is to very subtly rebalance the train and recover as quickly as you can. So I want you to imagine that the train hits the rock and it's not totally smooth, right? It hits the rock, the passengers feel it, everyone kind of bumps up in the train, and now the train is slightly rocking from side to side because the rock got it off of just like being balanced and even. If as the train conductor, you start to freak out about that and you're like, oh my God, the train is rocking, you might hit the brakes. You might do something that causes the train to rock more. Instead, what you want to do is think, how can I just rebalance this train, get this rocking to reduce, get back to center and keep going 
forward as if we never hit the rock. That is exactly what you want to be doing if you fumble in a meeting. You will experience the fumble just like the train passengers experience the bump. And then just like the train is rocking from side to side, you're going to have a short period of time after you fumble where your confidence is rocking from side to side. And that is the point at which you get to choose. I can either slam on the brakes, right? I can hide, I can run, I can stop talking, I can slam on the brakes. And I want you to think about what happens when a train is rocking from side to side and you slam the brakes, it falls to one side. So even though when you're rocking from side to side, your instinct might be, oh, shoot, I need to slam the brakes because I'm rocking from side to side and this is so bad and I feel so unstable. What is going to stabilize you more than hitting the brakes is simply to keep going, simply to keep yourself talking, to keep the train going forward as if the fumble never happened. And in doing that, the rocking is slowly going to subside and you are going to get back to normal. This is an essential skill to develop because no matter how many podcasts you listen to and how good you get at communicating, you will always, always, always have moments where you fumble, you will have moments where you say the wrong thing, you will have moments where your mind goes blank and you literally cannot remember what you were about to say. You're going to have all sorts of moments where that happens and then you're going to notice that you are proverbially wobbling back and forth and that is the moment where you have to notice if you're having an urge to slam the brakes, to stop talking, to run and hide, to self-sabotage, right? And in that moment, your only job is to say, all I have to do is stabilize myself and keep going because the best path to recovering from the fumble is just to keep talking. And the reason that's so hard is because as soon as the fumble happens, you might have a thought that something horrible has happened, something has gone wrong, you've embarrassed yourself, and your instinct will be to stop talking, to slam the brakes. But slamming the brakes is going to cause you to tip to the side. It's going to cause you to feel worse about yourself. It's going to cause you to reinforce the story that something's wrong with you, that you're not a good communicator, that you're problematic because you fumbled, right? But when you have the courage not to slam the brakes and you say, screw it, I'm just going to keep going, that's when you rewrite the pattern and rewrite the story. You rewrite the pattern of hiding after you've made a mistake and you rewrite the story that something is wrong with you and that you can never make mistakes and that because you make mistakes, it's a reflection on your skills and your competence and your confidence. And you begin to create a new story, which is one where you are a train conductor who can conduct a train on any sort of track. You can conduct a train down a track that is filled with rocks and kinks and broken parts and boulders, and it is not a problem for you. And I really want you to think about this. Once you develop the ability to navigate a train over a rock and you're like, oh, I know how to do that. I know how to rebalance the train. You will no longer be scared of train rides, right? And it's not that you're not scared of them because there are no rocks. It's that you're not scared of them because you're not scared of the rocks. That is is confidence. It is not about doing things perfectly. It is not about having every meeting go smoothly. It is not about every train ride being perfect and free of bumps. It is about you not getting so shaken and worried and scared when you're about to embark on a new meeting, 
a new room, a new train ride. It is about you not being so scared of the bumps because you know that no matter what you encounter, you have the skill of driving the train. Trying to be perfect and trying to become a train conductor who never encounters a rock is an impossible, exhausting, demoralizing task. And I will tell you, as someone who has gone on my own journey, even with this podcast, when I first started recording in the very beginning, I was so scared of sounding imperfect. And my confidence on this platform didn't come from me learning how to speak perfectly. It came from me not being so scared of my own imperfections and the the quirks and things that I am and that I do when I speak. That's where the calm has come from. That's where the confidence has come from. That's where the command of speaking has come from. And it's so tempting. It's so tempting to want to do things perfectly. It's so tantalizing in your mind to be like, but no, but like, I just want to be the person who never has a rock on the train track. And I'm telling you, it's a trap. It will keep you stuck. It will prevent your confidence from growing. It will rob you of your joy and it'll get in the way of you finding an authentic voice. You cannot find an authentically confident voice if all of your energy is focused on avoiding mistakes and avoiding flaws. The key is to release the need for it to go perfectly and to get better and better at the recovery. And what that means for you is that as soon as you encounter that bump and as soon as you hear that voice in you that says, stop talking, get yourself out of here, you've messed up, you've embarrassed yourself, your only job in that moment is to override those instincts, override that voice and just keep talking, keep riding that train forward until it rebalances yourself. And when you have those first few experiences of doing that, you are going to feel so confident, so proud of yourself, and so free. So give it a try and let me know how it goes. And let me know if this experience of riding out the fumble helps you navigate meetings and helps you overall reduce some of those fears and anxieties. It is so good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. If fumbles and speaking are a very important topic for you, if you're trying to get smoother in your voice, and if you want to take these types of skills that I'm teaching you and actually practice them and implement them and learn them and master them, I definitely recommend getting on the wait list for the Art of Speaking Up Academy because so much of what you'll learn inside that program is how to apply these concepts and how to practice them and how to use your voice and get comfortable with your voice and discover your voice. The thing about speaking and becoming a good communicator and becoming unstoppable when it comes to fumbling or having a a wiggly, wobbly, weird moment is that that skill comes from doing it. It comes from practicing it. It comes from being in a room and having the actual experience of changing the way you communicate and finding that stronger voice. And it can be hard, it can be hard to do that at work because you have the pressure of the meeting room. You have the pressure of your boss in the room, right? You have the pressure of it being a place where your performance is being watched. And inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, you're with this 
small cohort of women who are experiencing a lot of the same things that you're experiencing. And you get to do these things and try these things in a safe space where no one is judging you and where you really get to discover a braver version of you who is able to emerge in a space that feels like it is welcoming and safe and meant for someone like you. I will drop in the show notes the link to add yourself to the waitlist, and you'll be the first to find out when I launch the next cohort of the Art of Speaking Up Academy. And if you want to go deeper into mastering executive communication and just becoming a really effective voice that gets noticed in the meeting room, definitely grab my free video course, Speak Like a CEO, which will take you deeper into communication skills and give you the foundational skills that you need to really exude leadership and confidence and mastery when you speak in a room. I will also drop that in the show notes below. It's jessicasatcoaching.com slash free resources. You'll find everything that I'm talking about in the show notes and you can find all of these things on my website, which is jessicasatcoaching.com. And I want to thank you for being here. If you are a fumbler, I just want to say like you are like a cousin of mine. We are fumblers. I am a fumbler. I have a lot of odd speech patterns. I do all the weird things and it's just... It's not that I stopped doing them. I just stopped being so worried and self-flagellating about them. And now I feel free. And so I hope you can join me in that feeling because it's so much better on this side. Being messy, being imperfect and, and finding ways to just be yourself through that experience is the best. It is so much better than getting stuck in the endless, infinite trap of perfectionism, which is literally the worst. So let this be your permission slip to set your voice free, to set your fumbles free, to know that it's not a problem, and to know that you can keep on riding and driving that train, even if something awkward happens in a meeting. I am sending you so much love. I will catch you next week in the next episode. Please come say hi to me. I'll drop my Instagram handle below and have the most beautiful, amazing week. Bye.